If you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Psalm tonight, Psalm 46. Psalm 46, we're going to read one verse. I'm so thankful that the Holy Spirit has just put his stamp of approval on what has been laid upon our heart for tonight. He always seems to do that, Donnie. You can be standing if, if you're able. God always seems to know what he's doing. And only you preachers will understand. We always want a witness. We always want that, uh, that, you know, that stamp of approval from the Holy Ghost that we are exactly where God wants us to be. And, and he has definitely showed us that tonight. What a message last night. And, and, and just what a move of the Lord. And for Xavier coming to the Lord. And uh, if, if we shut her down and go home tonight, it's been worth it to see him come to Jesus and Thank God for his amazing grace. Psalm 46, verse 1 is all we're going to read. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. I'm preaching on one word in verse 1, help. You can be seated. A lot of people need help. Every week, almost daily, people call us with requests. And you as pastors know what I'm talking about. Sometimes the prayer chain calls get so overwhelming. And you think, how much more can a church or a congregation or a group of people go through? And, and they come to you and they seek advice. They want help. And Randy, as a pastor, there's nothing worse than not being able to give them the help that they think they need. And it's so frustrating because you want to help people. But sometimes we physically are not able. Sometimes we don't have the words to say. Sometimes the pain is so much that people go through things and they go through struggles and they go through things that we can never even think in our mind, the evil that is present the things that happen to young children, the things that happen to families, the things that happen to marriages. I had no idea I'd ever face anything like that or, or have to counsel people. And they, they're just crying for help. The addict cries for help. The broken marriage, they cry for help. The single mother with four or five kids that have to raise them because their husband just walked out one day, they cry for help. The single father that their mom decided, I don't want to be married anymore. They just get up and leave one day. The pastor that their spouse says, I don't want to be married to a preacher anymore, and they just run off and go somewhere else. They cry for help. And we wonder, how can we help people like that? Where's the answer? Where does our hope and our help come from? Well, I'm thankful that I don't have to leave you with an unanswered question tonight. I'm thankful that I, hallelujah, I feel him already. I'm thankful that I have the answer. And the psalmist told us, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. We've already heard the variety of things that God is to us. He's our way maker. He's our miracle worker. He's our rock. He's our fortress. Uh, he's my shield, my shield. We've heard it in songs tonight. We've heard it in testimonies. And, if I, if, and that's no wonder why whenever Moses 
you know, God spoke to him and said, I want you to go lead my people. And here's what I want you to do. And God said, if I go back to them, excuse me, if Moses said, if I go back to them and if I don't have any validity to back up what you're telling me, then they won't follow me. So who shall I say send me? And God could have just put out a, a masterpiece of words if he wanted to. But all he did is says, just tell him two words. I am. Those are important words. You know what that means? It's open-ended. Literally in the Hebrew, the words I am means I was what I was, I am what I am, and I will be what I will be. That means if you needed a provider yesterday, he is. If you need a healer today, he is. And if you need strength tomorrow, he is. That's why he is the I am. I was looking up, uh, Pastor Calvin Ray has made, and his dad made lists over the years of different attributes of God, and, and I wanted to make my own list, Randy, and so I began to do what all great preachers do, go to the internet and try to find some different, <laughs> but I did in my research, and I found this gentleman had, had found over nine, almost a thousand different names of God in the Bible, and I'd like to read all those nine, no, I'm kidding, I wouldn't do that. But I compile my own list of what he can be to you. He's our Adam. He's our Adonai. He's our advocate. He's the Almighty. He is Alpha. He is the Amen. He's the Ancient of Days. And he's the author and finisher of our faith. He's the beginning. He's the branch. He's the bread. Thank God. He's the bright and the morning star. He's the chief shepherd. He's the cornerstone. He is Christ and he is our comfort. He's our deliverer. He's our day spring. He's our door. He's eternal. He is Elohim. He is faithful. He is our father. He is our fountain. He is God. He is good and he is great. He's the head of the church. He is holy. He is our high priest. He is the I am. He's Emmanuel. He's Jehovah. He is Jesus. He's our judge and he is just. He's the king of kings and he's the Lord of lords. He's our lamb. He's our light. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. He's our love. Hallelujah. He's our maker. He's our master. He's our mediator. He is merciful. He is our Messiah and he is mighty. He is a nail in a sure place. He is the name that is above every name. He is the one and only. He is omnipotent. He's omnipresent. He is omniscient. He's the overcomer. He's the physician. He's the pearl of great price. He is our portion. He is the prince of peace. He is my propitiation. He is quick. He is powerful. He's our redeemer. He is our refuge. He's our restoration. He is righteous. He's our rock. I'm preaching right now. I need some help. He's the root of David. He's our salvation. He's the sanctifier. He's the seed of the woman. He's our shelter. He's our shepherd. He's our shield. He's the son of God. He's the stone. He's our strength. He is the trinity. He is truth. He's our tower. He's uncorruptible. He's unspeakable. Woo! He is the vine. He is victory. He is the way. He is wonderful. He is the word. He is Yahweh. And he is yours. Hallelujah. He's the I am. 
whatever you need him to be. That's what he is. But the psalmist said, the psalmist said, he's my help. He's my help. Now as I begin to think about this and how, how and I, I said, Lord, I'd like to have a message on how you're our help. Well, just bear with me a second. Sometimes preachers get sermon ideas in really different ways. And I got caught on a YouTube rabbit hole. Anybody ever get caught on one of those? You know what those are? Just sit there and watch YouTube and then one thing leads to something else and get caught down a rabbit hole. Well, I got all these shows that people go into these pawn stores and they bring in these items and they think they're worth something. I just love it when they have this big idea how much things are worth. And they go in and it's like, nap, sorry. They get all mad and frustrated. But I got down in there and this gentleman had brought in this, this air pump. And so I got to listening and watching and, and uh, the guy knew what it was. He said, oh yeah, this is a, this is a fireman's air pump. It's probably, you know, back in the 1800s and it would attach to the back of a fireman's helmet. And he said, imagine the, imagine the technology at this time because, it, you know, there was a burning house and you were a firefighter, you would go in without help, without air. And so now this was an ingenious way. So basically you had a big long hose and there was a big pump at, outside and they would pump air in as you would go in and try to rescue people. And so they were looking that over, and they were, it just had the pump, and he was looking for a helmet. He was trying to find all different things to make it a set, to make it worth more. And as they were investigating, and there was a little plaque on that, on that air pump. And it said, Lifeline Instructions. And so I said, well, I know what a lifeline is. I mean, I've heard people refer to Jesus as a lifeline. Amen. And I've referred, uh, we've, we've had people text us and say, our, the, your Rubyville Community Church has been a lifeline to me and my family. And I thought, well, yeah, I know what a lifeline is. Man, I found out I didn't know what a lifeline was. So that started research. And God said, Brian, this is the way to tell people and to show people how I can help them. I am the lifeline. I am the lifeline. And so I began to research this. And of course, it, 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 first thing it took me to was a firefighter. So I called our local fire chief and who happens to go to our church. And I said, you all use a lifeline still. I found out that they use them in, in, in firefighters and lifeline. And he said, no, but that's what our hose is. <laughs> I said, okay. He said, yeah, if you get in trouble, use Got to pull on that hose, and that lets us know you need help, and we can come and get you. I thought, oh, okay, that's great. Well, it really didn't, it really didn't click. And then I started diving a little deeper, pun intended, and you'll find out why here in a moment. I found out that still to this day, the main use of a lifeline is for divers. And so, I happen to have a kind of like the guy on the on the. The pawn show, I happened to have a friend that I called. 
Many of you know Pastor Roger Duncan that passed away years ago down in Central Florida. His nephew, Jeff, is a certified diver. So I called him and I said, Jeff, I need your help. I need some information on lifelines. Well, he sent me back a whole big bunch of stuff that I can't preach to you in one night, but I'll hit the highlights. Just to share with you, if you need help, he's our lifeline. Now, modern technology and lifelines today aren't what they were years ago. Lifelines today are an actual electronic device that attaches to the side of a diver. And it will actually send out a GPS signal for eight miles. And they call that a diver's lifeline. And if you get into a place where you need help, you can hit that lifeline. And if there's someone within eight miles of that GPS concordant, they can find you in the water and they can come and rescue you. That's my first point. A lifeline is meant to be a rescue. See, that word help in the Hebrew, now now don't laugh, but you're going to laugh, so I just want to warn you. The word in the Hebrew is S-U-C-C-O-U-R. It's actually pronounced sucker. (laughs) That word in the Hebrew, help, is sucker. It means one who helps or to assist. So it's not only a noun, but it's also a verb. So what that tells us is the one who can help you is your help. So he said, God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in trouble. So not only is he our help, but he's the one that is helping. So may I remind you one more time, he is our help. He is our lifeline. He just don't somebody else to do the job. Thank God he does it himself. He's the one that comes and rescues us. And so I began to ask my friend about a lifeline. And I said, I said, what, what is a lifeline? He said, well, basically it's just a rope. I said, really? That's all it is? He said, yeah, it's just a rope. And he said, now sometimes what divers will do is they say, you never go out diving without a lifeline. I said, really? He said, yeah. He said, but sometimes, especially in Florida, the waters are calm. The waters are crystal clear. You can see 15, 20 feet down where, where the spots where we're diving. And sometimes guys will get confident and they'll think, well, I don't need a lifeline. He said, but Brian, let me tell you, I never leave the shore without holding on to a lifeline. And I said, well, why would you, if you're so confident that the waters are clear and confident that you can see, you know, sometimes when it's clear, you can see above and you can see below. You can see what's going on around. He said, but what you don't understand is just like that, a storm can come up. Just like that, things can happen and the waters can get troubled. And what once was clear, crystal, peaceful day can turn into turbulent, muddy, murky waters and you lose your place. You don't know where you're going. You don't know where you're at. And if you don't have a lifeline, you can't be rescued what I'm trying to tell you is tonight child of God don't ever leave the house without the lifeline you say oh it's going to be a beautiful day God's been blessing me there's money in the bank 
Oh yeah, my kids are healthy. We're our mom and dad's healthy. I got my grandparents with me. Everything's going honky-dory. Everything's just fine. You don't know what one phone call can change your life forever. You lose all sense of where you're at. You get punched in the gut. You don't know how in the world and you need help. And if you leave without the lifeline, you won't get your help. And you need rescued. Lifeline is not only meant for rescue, but it's a resource. It's a resource. The lifeline can be traced all the way back to 5th century divers. And what they would do is they would, if they would be over a wreckage, these divers were trained to be able to breathe for, for long, long uh, you know, periods of time. But they'd always attach themselves to a lifeline. Because sometimes they would get down there and they would need help. And they would need rescue. But if they didn't have a lifeline, they didn't have a resource to fall back on. And so that got me thinking. I said, well, Jeff, what's that lifeline hooked to? I said, you know, is somebody, is somebody up holding it? Well, I mean, well, what do you do? I said, because... You know, not every, you're not diving off a boat. Sometimes you're diving off the shoreline. Sometimes you're diving off a cliff. And what, what do you tie that lifeline off to? He said, well, it's a variety of things. But there's one common trait. Whatever you tie to, it ain't moving. He said, whatever we tie to, before we venture out, we have to make sure that it's tied off to something fixed that ain't going to move. I want to remind, come alive spring camp meeting. Back on September the 6th, 1981, as a five-year-old boy, I tied off into something. Amen. And it's the blessed book. <laughs> Amen. I tied my life off to the hallelujah. I tied my life off to the word of God. And guess what? It ain't moving. It is fixed. It is forever settled in heaven. Aren't you glad tonight we can tie off to something that ain't going to move? This world's going to burn. And this world's going to fall into hell. But may I remind you, thank God, earth and heaven may pass away, but the word of God shall stand forever. Aren't you thankful? Aren't you thankful for the precious word of God? May I remind you what it says. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. For his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. For he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, which bringeth forth his fruit in his season. Woo! His leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so. For they are like the chaff which the wind driveth away therefore the ungodly shall not stand in judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous for the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous but the way of the ungodly shall perish I'm standing on the word amen 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 I said well Jeff so if it's something fixed and it ain't moving. 
So what's the main purpose of a lifeline? He said, well, if you know the other end of that line isn't moving, and as long, listen, as long as you stay hooked up to the lifeline, you know there is help at a moment's notice. He said the lifeline is always down the straight path. The lifeline is always on a straight and narrow path. (laughs) I ain't making this up. You can go research it out. You will. You'll Google it tomorrow, I promise you. U.S. Naval Observatory, it's all there. He said, but before we jump in, we tie off onto that rope. And we can go down, and we can go down, and we can go down deep. But as long as we're tied off to that, we know there's peace and security when we're swimming out in the deep because we know we're tied onto the lifeline. Oh, my. He missed a good spot to shout. I said, but, but what happens if I'm sure you get down there and you want to go other places? And there's, you know, there's, there's paths you want to go and places you want to see. What do you do? You have to let go of the lifeline. Oh, no. No, he said, what we do is we take our own line and we tie it off to that lifeline. And then we can go down this path right here. I said, well, what if somebody else is diving with you? Pretty good questions, isn't it? I said, what do they do? Do they have to go down that same path that you followed? He said, oh, no. They can go down their own path, but the problem is they can't tie off on our line. They got to make sure they tie off their own line to the lifeline. Because if if they follow me, I may lead them to a place of danger. But if they're always, oh, I'm preaching right now. If they're always hooked up to the lifeline, they know that there's help in a moment's notice. Amen. What I'm trying to tell you is the path that I've taken is different than the path that you've taken. But guess what? We're all going and we're all headed to the same place. Why? Because we're hooked up to the same source. We're hooked up to the lifeline. Aren't you glad tonight? We may go in different directions, but don't follow me. Always stay hooked up to the lifeline. Woo! Hallelujah. It's our resource. Hallelujah. It's our rescue. But I want you to notice the response. If you haven't paid attention to anything, pay attention to this. I'll try to hurry up. I said, well, what's the main source of that line? I understand it's there. I understand you tie off onto it, and it's, it's, it's hooked on something permanent. It's not moving. But why, why do you... What's the main purpose? He said, it's our line of communication. I said, really? He said, yeah, and he, he sent me some stuff. The Navy still does this today. And there's different, there's different methods, there's different ways to do it. But uh, one, one uh, diving instruction, they came up with an acronym. It's OATH, O-A-T-H. And basically what, it's this, it's whoever's up, on the, on the shore or on the boat, they pull once. 
And that's to ask you, are you okay? And if you pull back once, I'm okay. The A stands for advance. So if the one up on the boat or on the shore sees that everything's okay around him, he'll pull two times. That's telling the one underneath that can't see what's going on above that it's okay, you can advance. And so if they know it's okay where they're at, they'll pull back twice, saying, okay, I'm, I'm going forward. The T is three times, two, three. That means take up or we're pulling you back. Not all the way up, but we're just pulling you back. And if they acknowledge that, then they pull back three times as to say, okay, take me up. But the fourth time, it means help. I need help. So they pull on that, two, three, four. And it signals to the ones up there, I need help. Immediately pull me up. But sometimes the divers underneath. See, do you not understand? When you're in depths so deep, you can't tell what's going on above you. There could be dangerous storms and you don't feel a thing because you're so deep. That's why the one above, if he can sense there's danger and you can't see it, he'll pull up and say, listen, you need to get up here now. I can see what you can't see and you need help and you don't even realize it. So he'll say, get up here. Get up here. And if they pull them up and they get the help they need, then they're, they're safe. But here's the problem. Here's the problem. Sometimes the one up on the shore, the one on the boat, he'll pull. And nothing comes back. See, they're always watching. They're watching for bubbles. They're watching for movement. But sometimes they can get so deep that they can't, they're out of sight. And so that's the only way they have is to communicate, is to pull on that lifeline. So he'll pull. No response. He'll pull again. No response. Pull again. No response. After a certain amount of time, and he knows he doesn't see any movement, he doesn't sense any tug on that rope, he knows there's immediate help that's needed. You know what he does? He sends in a backup diver. And that backup diver latches onto that lifeline. Because remember, if you latched onto it, all the backup diver has to do is follow the lifeline and it'll come to right where you're at for your immediate help. Oh, I'm so thankful that when Jesus went away, he said, I must go away to prepare your place. But if I go, I won't leave you comfortless. 
You go and tarry and wait. And I'm going to send you another comforter. And hallelujah, he saw that we needed some help. And hallelujah, the book of Acts, they were all gathered together in the upper room. They were all in one mind and one accord. And God said they need some help down there. And he sent in a backup diver, the blessed Holy Ghost of God, to send the help that we need. Aren't you glad tonight? Hallelujah, he sends us help when we're in distress. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So my question is simple tonight. Are you okay? Are you okay? You need help? Do you need help? You need help. Here's all you got to do. Just come and pull on it. Come down to this altar. Just pull as hard as you can. And say, Lord, I need your help. And guess what he'll do? He is our refuge and strength. Listen to what he said. A very present help in trouble. That means he's not going to wait till tomorrow or when it's convenient for him. He will come to your rescue right now. But the sad thing is, Steve, Doug, the sad thing is the only ones that's not going to get any help is those who refuse to pull on the line. Because the Holy Ghost is a gentleman. God is a gentleman. And he will not come to where he's not wanted. I've been sending you distress signals tonight. I just want to know, do you need help? Do you need help? Come and get it. You say, Brian, I don't even know what to say. You don't have to say it. Just come and cry. Just come and say, Lord, I don't know what I even need, but I know I need help. Teenager, overwhelmed, you need help. Young man, young lady, it's being bullied because you're standing for Christ. Young college age, young man, young lady, don't know what you're going to do. You're in college and you're just overwhelmed. They tell you you need to be doing this and doing that, but you're thinking, I don't know. I'm just so overwhelmed. I'm telling you what, I've never seen an age in my life, and I don't mean to be so long tonight, but I don't, I don't remember in my lifetime ever seeing a time when I haven't, so many Christians are battling so much fear and anxiety. And they don't know how to overcome it. And to be very honest, they can come to me and I can't say I haven't had times where I've been depressed, discouraged. But, I, there, but there's some things that people go through. I know it's real. I know it's real. And I just like, I don't, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. But I know it's real. I know it keeps them up at night. Worried about everything. Fear. And I'm not saying you're not saved. Don't let the devil tell you that. 
some of God's greatest people that sit in our church pews battle so much worried afraid anxious about everything you know what boils down to you need help you can come to me if you want I'll do my best to pray but the help you need ain't going to come from me just pull if you need help come pull on the line pull on the lifeline he's here to help you 